Welcome to the WAN Show, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a fantastic show for you today, yes. including, yeah. oh, compelling topics. Like, for example, did you know that Intel is saying their 11th Gen H series is going to beat AMD's mobile chips so badly that a Core i5 will be faster than a Ryzen 9? Well, exciting. That, that actually that actually is pretty exciting for the people who buy gaming laptops, of which I am assured that there are at least dozens. <laughs> In other news, Elon um, is says Tesla will no longer accept Bitcoin as payment for uh, Tesla vehicles because of environmental concerns that he evidently managed to be entirely not aware of before. Uh, but now he is woke. Luke, what else we got today? I would tell you that we are going to talk about uh, Apple versus Epic, but I'm sure you already knew that. So I will say <laughs> yeah, we uh, will. that <laughs> NVIDIA GeForce RTX 3050 and 3050 Ti's are going to kind of maybe usher in $799 RTX gaming laptops, which yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if people... Um, found a way to successfully mine on. Imagine this, Luke. Oh, you know what? No, I'll talk about it later. What else we also, got? Also, US <laughs> East Coast Colonial Pipeline hacked, fuel shortages abound, and uh it's it's been pretty hilarious to watch from afar. Watching <laughs> people fill gar uh plastic grocery bags up with gasoline. Oh boy. Oh boy, here we go. And it's, also it's been great. Also a lot of that is fake, which is also great because yes, thank you I've seen internet. Some of that too. Yeah. All right, let's roll that intro. This show featuring a Core i5 being faster than a Ryzen 9 is brought to you by User Benchmark. Uh, just kidding. It's brought to you by Tuxcare, uh, <laughs> Shells.com, and Seasonic. All right, why don't we jump right into our first topic of the day. Yesterday, Intel announced their Core mm. i9-11980HK. Uh, let's dissect that um, <clears throat> that processor code a little bit here. So it's an i9, which means it's at the top of their stack. It's got an 11, which means it is 11th gen. It has a K in it, which means it is overclockable. It is H, which means it is part of their H series. So those are their high-powered mobile chips. And it has a 980 in it, which means it's faster than a um, something with a lower... Num three it, it, it's like there. a really good wine pairing to a 980 Ti. Um, they call it the world's best gaming laptop processor, and it's based on their 10 nanometer super fin process and has eight cores with a max frequency of five gigahertz. Intel promises a 19% generation over generation multi-threaded improvement, which I could actually see coming and PCI Express Gen 4 makes an appearance. Apparently it is really fast with Intel including these graphs. Let's go ahead and oh, Which oh do I have We all know not to trust to be very clear before we move forward. Uh hold on a second. There's the one I was looking for. Okay. Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Now, Luke. Are you going to are you going to say this? Are you going to say this? Wait. For real? Wait. 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 
think we can trust that these graphs are what Intel believes. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty nice wording. <laughs> I like that. That's good. That's good. But yeah. also, but also, in all seriousness, I think that there is a solid chance that Intel knew the correct way to benchmark these games. Okay. I mean, they have very qualified people there that are easily able to come up with games and settings and and benchmark runs that would be indicative of the performance of their solution versus someone else's solution i think we can all agree that they're capable of that yeah definitely okay so there you have it then luke i think intel believes that these numbers are right and i think intel is capable of running benchmarks where we run into trouble is that intel is a company made up of many many people and sometimes in between engineering and accounting and marketing, things get a little bit lost in the mix. With that said, we don't really have any reason to believe that the Core i9-11980HK will not be a very high-performance CPU. So back to these numbers for a little bit here. Some of these games don't look that important. Um, I mean, if I was to if I was to choose a mobile CPU based on Far Cry New Dawn at this point, um, I'd say I'm a little bit behind in the times. But I mean, Rainbow Six Siege. OK. Rainbow Six Siege is in there. Rainbow Six Siege is in there. That's a that's a bit. I, I just so something I did was I opened up Twitch and I went to the highest viewed categories because I was like it like that that's what a lot of people are going to care about it's it's not the be all end all obviously we've talked yeah. about that before but it's pretty indicative of what people care about there are a lot of things at the top that aren't going to like i mean league of legends minecraft counter-strike valorant these are all games that are extremely easy to run fortnite um but you know there's maybe some other games they, they could have tested uh, i know it's a multiplayer game but they're intel so they probably could have figured something out um testing as much as I'm not necessarily a fan of it, but Call of Duty Warzone is huge and has been huge for a long time. They didn't do Apex or Warzone, which is interesting to me. So one thing that's notable here too is that they aren't using the exact same system. That's something that actually makes benchmarking laptops, anything about laptops, extremely difficult because if, when oh, it's a geez. desktop, you can do as apples to apples a comparison as possible. AMD and Intel are basically at feature parity at this point. So PCI Express Gen 4, they both use DDR4 memory. You know, they both use, you know, they've got, okay, so yeah, actually you can get high-speed IO on both of them. Uh, so, you know, M.2 NVMe drives, Thunderbolt 4, or excuse me, Thunderbolt 3. I don't think I've seen Thunderbolt 4 on desktop yet, but correct. feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. But on mobile, you can't even do something as simple as make sure that both solutions are cooled properly. And on a desktop, you can kind of count on any of the A-tier motherboard manufacturers, ASUS, Gigabyte, MSI, ASRock. You can count on them to deliver reasonably close performance to each other. So the motherboard kind of comes out of the equation as long as it's got you know, high quality traces, high quality VRM, so the processor can boost and the memory can run at full speed and all that good stuff. Um, so you can, you can really compare. 
But here you can see, so they're using for the Core i9 versus Ryzen 9 comparison. The in-house. Um, the Intel one was tested in a pre-production OEM system with RTX 3080, maximum GFX power, 155 watts. And then the Ryzen 9 was tested in a Lenovo Legion R9000K with an RTX 3080 with a maximum graphics power of 165 watts. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but haven't we seen this before where Intel called shenanigans on AMD something something and then they used Lenovo systems to test the AMD processors and then the Lenovo systems were found to not perform as well as other ones with those particular AMD processors. Is that is that ringing a bell for anyone else? Yeah, just a little bit. So, I don't know. On the surface, it seems like Intel has done their due diligence actually choosing a design that gives more graphics power than the one that they're using. But we are going to have to actually wait for the independent reviews on this one before we declare the 11980HK a big winner. As is always true, to be fair. Now, we would love to tell you guys if these were actually good or not, but unfortunately, the press samples got stuck in customs, so no one in the media has had a proper hands-on yet. Um, oh, so I want to just give a big thank you to Intel Corporate for not pushing the embargo back a week to give us some time to test these before they come out. Um, uh, Alex put in some of his thoughts, so this, uh, this was added to the doc by Alex Clark. Just saying Intel's gotten really good at maximizing the performance of hot chips. Okay, that's one way of, that's one, that's very charitable. That's a very nice way of saying that. <laughs> so if 10 nanometer gives them some more headroom, these chips could be blisteringly fast. Uh, we checked out the Alienware M17R4 recently with the Core i9-10980HK, and it was the fastest gaming laptop we've tested. So it's likely Intel's the new mobile gaming king, but battery life is a major concern, and it wasn't mentioned once in the slides. And given that this is an area that Intel needs to make up even more ground than performance, it's a little bit disconcerting. And the M17R4 had just two hours of battery life. Comparable AMD laptops are getting as much as double that. So yeah, for big chonker, you know, desktop replacement machines, these chips could be awesome. But to take on something like the Asus G14, battery life is really important and this doesn't i mean we can't say it's going to be bad but intel hasn't said it's going to be good and i don't know luke do you think when you attend a press conference and you you know watch the slide deck generally speaking if there's anything that can even sort of be spun as positive yeah. they try to include that absolutely yeah so that's not really a very good sign i i have never been and i, I at this point i think we'll never ever ever be on board with the like two hour battery life chonker desktop replacement laptops seems so weird to me yeah i i did daily drive one for quite a while do you remember that msi 15 inch one that i used to have way back in the day i think it was a i want to say a gx 660 let me see I remember, if I can I remember something thing. about that, yeah. Yeah, there it is. All right, here, hold on a second. Let me get a display capture. I mean, here it is. Look at that tiny little trackpad there. And this was this was a thick, like, this was a pretty thick boy. You can kind of tell at the, at the back of the device here. I can't really see any great pictures of it. Um, I'll be honest with you, Luke. The only reason that I used that laptop was because MSI gave it to me. I was at NCIX and... 
Um, I co-hosted this like overclocking event or something that they did. And because of being at NCIX, they couldn't pay me or something to do it, even though it was like on my own time. And so they were like, here, how about we like set you up with a laptop? And I was like, oh yeah, cool. That sounds amazing. And then I got this one and I was like, oh, well, um, <laughs> it's better than anything else you guys make. So thanks. <laughs> okay, look, MSI at that time did not have thin and light laptops figured out. Not right. even close. Like you got to remember this, this laptop came out back in what 2012 maybe i actually can't even find a date 2010 this article rating this laptop on notebook check came out so this, this is an 11 year old device come on i just found a picture of a, a side profile shot from each side this thing is huge yeah it was only 15 inches oh, in terms man. of screen size but you got to remember bezels we're an inch on either end at that point, and uh, it had a it had a Radeon seventy nine seventy mobile, whatever that chip was, or something stupid like that, like just utterly ridiculous specs. And this was before Nvidia did that whole thing where they made their GPUs efficient enough that they could run full fat desktop chips in mobile computers. So. Yeah, I personally don't really get it, but I also understand for people who just want something that's kind of portable. I mean, Jake and I talked about this a while back. We even talked about doing uh, like a build on Linus Tech Tips, doing a video about like the the divorced parents PC. And he and I, I, I feel like can joke about it. We both We both come from broken homes. And it was like, okay, What's the justification, right, for a gaming laptop, which can cost, I mean, at times when GPUs are priced in a sane manner, uh, a gaming laptop for the same performance and without the upgradability can cost 50% more easily than an equivalent desktop. Sometimes even more than that if you get like a sleek, slim one or something along those lines. And, you know, it raises the question, well, why would anyone be stupid enough to buy one of these? <laughs> I mean, what if you move around between your homes a lot because your family is broken? That's a possibility. It's cheaper than having two separate gaming rigs at both places. True. Yeah. Now, naturally, because it's me and Jake, we weren't really thinking gaming laptop here. We were actually thinking a desktop that... Um, you can like fit in a backpack. Yeah, kind of and like a monitor that folds down really flat and the whole thing just goes in your backpack and you kind of take it to school every other weekend on Fridays <laughs> to take it to oh. your other parents' house. Well, look, look, I'm allowed to joke about it, okay? Because... No, I uh, the, the O right there was just me thinking damage and theft. Oh, and oh, it. I see what you mean. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, when you said, when damage came out of your mouth, I was going to be like, I'm not that damaged. <laughs> I pulled out of it, okay? I like to think I'm, I'm pretty well it. adjusted. <laughs> uh, so that's something yeah, we I, wanted to do for a long time that's a justification though for for yeah. a, a desktop replacement you don't want to compromise on performance you, let's say you're not the kind of person to build your own pc or upgrade it lots of people okay here luke 
I want you to get out of your, your PC enthusiast. I can see you. I can see you retracting into your little PC enthusiast <laughs> shell here. Okay, Luke, think okay. about it this way. All right. To a lot of people, you have a car, right? Do you drive a car? Yep. You have a car. I know you have a car. It was a rhetorical question, but thank you. Okay, you have a car. When your car gets to the point where it's like becoming problematic in terms of maintenance or it is not a, a pleasing experience, what are you most likely to do? Okay, A, throw it away in the garbage. B, fix it up yourself with parts that you get at Lord Co. or wherever people get car parts. Or C, trade it in and just get something more hassle-free. Well, it's it's just always going to be whatever is the most cost-effective option. So no, it I, is not. You will not. You will not upgrade your car. Shut up. Okay, true. But I would <laughs> I would go get it fixed. I wouldn't upgrade it though. I would go get it fixed. That see, it's this is a bit of a issue because you can have an old car that still works. Like an old computer isn't gonna be able to run the new games or whatever. So the analogy doesn't like fully work. But you know, my car that like the part of the engine blew up. Oh, no. I Oh, the old one, the Pontiac? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I did with that? What did you do with it? I brought it to a metal scrapyard. Okay, yes, yes, Because yes, no yes. one was willing to buy it, and it was <laughs> just terrible. So it was literally worth more in the like weight of the metal than okay. it was in anything else. And then I got a new car. So what but... I'm trying to say is for a lot of people, a computer, whether you like it or not, they're just not enthusiasts. They don't want to learn. It's a, it's a metal box. Cables go pluggy, pluggy, screen go shiny, <laughs> shiny, and that's it. They don't care. So for someone like that, if you were just going to either buy two computers or you're going to get one portable one, and no matter yeah, and what, two you computers weren't going to yeah. upgrade it anyway. Okay. I, I, there. That's my justification for these things to so exist. So why wouldn't you get a, a thinner, more easily portable laptop? Because you're, you're probably quite on the move at that point and then have a, uh, like a dock. Why don't you get a slower desktop that's smaller and with smaller screens? I don't want to. Okay, then. <laughs> I wouldn't, if I'm carrying this thing around all the time, especially if I'm carrying it to school, I wouldn't want a big chonker desktop. And you can get quite, quite good CPU performance without a GPU in it on a laptop that is not super thick. I love it when you are so easy to take down like this. It's the best. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Luke would not, he just, he would not carry around some big chonky thing oh, at no. school, okay? This, ladies and gentlemen, is the backpack that Luke actually used <laughs> actually at school for years, okay? Oh no. All right. Here here it is on the left, I think it is, next to a normal size backpack. This thing was easily big <laughs> enough for a 17-inch laptop. It was absolutely massive. Let me see. Let me see what happened. Padded slot for one, yeah. Yeah, when I put it on. This is the one, right? The Averki Titan. I can't see your screen. Okay. But, I'm pretty um, sure this is it. Oh, yes, I can see it now. Yeah, it's the one on the left. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. This this thing I is I still have that. Chungus. I know you do because Luke, you would carry around whatever is the cheapest, most cost-effective thing that gets you exactly the functionality that you want. Look how thick this thing is. 
it's awesome. It fits everything. I swear, I swear it's magical. Every single time I'm like, it's at 100% capacity. And then someone would be like, this can't fit in my luggage. Can you carry this for me? And it would fit every time. Uh, Braden Hayes says, as an engineer, I carry around a mobile workstation all the time, and I actually prefer it to a thin and light. See? Totally a thing. And you're so full of crap. You would totally carry around whatever gets the job done, and you would, you would harm yourself to do it. You would, That's also probably true. You would sacrifice <laughs> decades of your back's functionality in the interest of having as many FPS as you could have gotten for the dollar. So whatever laptop you got on Super Promo, that's what you would put in whatever right, bag yes. fits it. So my one argument, though, is that these <laughs> often aren't Super Promo. They're often really expensive. That's true. That's and true. and they, they have a track record for dying really fast. That's true. So that that's that's actually my like main concern. I uh the other things I don't like, but yes, I would overcome that for sure, but my cheapness has a big concern with the expensiveness of these laptops plus the the short I, warranties. Short, short warranties. warranties and and I don't know I don't have like tons of evidence for this, but anecdotal evidence that they just die left and right. Um that's been my experience too. Other things. Totally been my experience too. The reality of it is with a desktop, at least if you if you have a discomfort with super high temperatures, there's always something you can Some do. Solution. It might yeah. cost way too much money or it might be way too janky or both. But there's always some kind of a solution. But I but I will concede, and, and someone mentioned like, oh, they go on super promo when the new version comes out. Okay, so yeah. if we're going to the scenario where you have you have two homes for whatever reason, or you have like two different places where you need your high performance thing in whatever that is, maybe you like are are going to school to be an engineer and you like study partner at your buddy's house all the time and sure. you need your thing there. I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Um, I could, I could definitely see it making sense. I just think you're going down so many paths to get there in the first place that I think it's it should really be for a very small subset of people. Yep, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, and and I think it would have to sit at the spot where like if you have to replace this thing every two years, that should still be cheaper than the other solution, which is very possible because having like two different systems or whatever else could be very, very expensive. But now let's talk about yeah. something that is more practical for more people. NVIDIA released the GeForce RTX 3050 and 3050 Ti promising $800 RTX gaming laptops. Now let's be very clear. A 3050 or 3050 Ti is not getting you reasonable real-time RTX ray tracing performance and no. basically anything, even with DLSS tricks. That's that's not a thing. You're not turning RTX on and cranking up the eye candy without compromising more FPS than I personally would be comfortable doing, especially after we went through the exercise of having people look at the same game side by side with RTX enabled and RTX not enabled. And anyone but people who have a pretty good understanding of the graphics rendering pipeline, not really being able to tell which one was better than the other. Uh, I mean, the, the the rasterization tricks that developers have come up with and the, the skillful way they've implemented them has made things like real-time real -time lighting and reflections look incredibly convincing. So there's going to be this kind of this overlap 
overlapping kind of learning curve. Like anytime there's a new tool, like a new paradigm for how to do a job, there's going to be all these skilled craftspeople that are way better at doing it the old way with the old tools and are able to mm, outperform yeah. the new tools, even though the end game of the new tools is going to be way better in the end. It's kind of like how, um, oh man, back when the PS2 came out, right? There were late stage PlayStation 1 games that looked better than some of the early stage PlayStation 2 games. That was totally a thing. And it was just because, don't kid yourself, PlayStation 1 was not nearly as powerful as the PS2, but developers had figured out how to squeeze every last drop of performance out of it, and they were still learning when it came to PS2. Not to mention that launch titles, I mean, you talk about game developer crunch. When you're talking about a game console launch title, yeah. there's no yeah. such thing as not finishing unless you're Microsoft with the Xbox series. <laughs> and they just go, but launch titles? What launch titles? <laughs> Who needs Don't worry launch? about it. Play the old ones. Yeah, like Game Pass. Go, go get Game Pass. <laughs> We've got old launch titles from previous launches. They're launched. <laughs> you can play the last launch title. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, not that anyone cares. I mean, they're selling like Bilio. Anyway, with launch titles, there's nothing you can do. You, you must have it ready. And sometimes that means cutting corners and compromising. So anyway, you're not going to be enabling real-time ray tracing, but I don't think that's a big deal because realistically what the RTX 3050 series is about is reasonable performance like we never used to have 10 years ago. And I feel like such an old timer talking about this, but that MSI laptop that supposedly had a 7970, which would have been a top tier GPU, that was oh, way yeah. cut down. Yeah. Power hungry, could barely run anything when it first came out, let alone down the line. And now we're getting, let's have a look at these things. So it's a new GA107 GPU, cut from the same cloth though as the rest of the Ampere family. Um, they're the first chips at a 50 tier to have ray tracing and, well, the other related features that require RT cores. Um, so thus be eligible for the RTX name. It appears that the 3050 Ti is a full fat or at least close GA107 implementation. So 20 SMs, a total of 2560 CUDA cores. And then below it is the vanilla with 16 SMs and 2048 CUDA cores. Both of them are going to have 4 gigs of GDDR6 memory, 128-bit bus. These are going to be reasonably high-performance cards at very mainstream price points. So all of a sudden, you know, Luke, I think you and I used to basically say, if you're a gamer, don't buy a laptop. Or buy a laptop, but get a cheap laptop and a cheap gaming PC rather than getting an expensive gaming laptop. Yeah. But we're at the point now where realistically anything with a decent amount of storage is probably going to be closer to like $900. But for 900 bucks with an RTX 3050 or 3050 Ti class graphics card, this is something that you will actually be playing esports titles on for years to and, come. And just to jump back to that previous conversation as yeah. well, I mentioned like the games that Intel included on their thing and how it didn't include a ton of the games on the front page of Twitch, this will very easily play a ton of the games on the front page of Twitch. Like, yeah, it's it's totally fine. You can play your your Minecraft, your League of Legends, your Fortnite, your Valorant, like a lot of this stuff would be no problem whatsoever. And the other thing too is that game developers are really going out of their way. Here, let's go to let's go to games here. Game developers are really going out of their way to make their games accessible. I mean, uh League of Legends, Minecraft, yeah. Pretty much everything here. Is it, wow, Halo Combat wait, why is this showing up? 
51 viewers why is this recommend ah oh. uh, because it knows you yeah okay uh, so you're on you're on recommended for you you have where's to go from stupid, high to low views where's the stupid filter thing you can tell i don't actually watch a lot of anything on twitch i, I, no I literally care. only I know this because of looking stuff up for wan show reasons <laughs> <laughs> annoying how do i change the filter you know what I, i'm over it i don't care anymore the point is that between game developers kind of making sure that their games are going to run on potatoes and between mainstream graphics cards actually having a reasonable amount of performance and <laughs> the fact that you can't buy a graphics card for less than the price of one of these entire laptops right now, these things are going to be absolutely killer. Like if I was if I was NVIDIA, I would be extremely focused on delivering these kinds of products and getting these in the hands of gamers right now. And, and I'm sure that they are. Man, it's it's rough. They could have easily just waited a year and not launched any more GPUs and probably still couldn't have kept up with the supply. So check this out. I'm over on eBay looking at sold listings. Um, here we go. Sold listings for RTX 3060s. Okay, this sold for $860, 990 $960. That can't be. That's a TI. That's a TI. Um, so anywhere around 800 to $1,000 these cards are going for. So you could literally buy an entire gaming laptop with a 3050 or 3050 Ti in it for less than the price of a 3060 graphics card. Now, I'm really interested to see, though, if AMD is able to shake things up. They've actually had some good GPUs lately, and they say that we're going to see laptops based on their competing RX 6000 series by the end of June. We're also going to finally see an AMD competitor to NVIDIA's deep learning super sampling, Fidelity FX Super Resolution. I have my doubts, honestly. AMD has a long and proud history of saying, hey, what about us? We've got feature parity. And then the feature just not even being close really to as good. I mean, yeah. their shadow play look alike. The image quality looks nothing like shadow play it's just not even close to nvidia's nvenc encoder um so maybe they're taking the time maybe they're cooking it up real good making sure it's right but i'm not gonna get my hopes up too high uh something to note by the way speaking of dlss is that nvidia will have dlss support on the 3050 series and that might be something that you're actually going to need to hit 60 FPS, 1080p, and AAA titles. To be clear, these are mainstream GPUs. These are not high-end enthusiast GPUs, but I'm still pretty excited for it because more people having better GPUs and being able to get access to something to play their games is never a bad thing. What I need access to is our sponsors for the show today. Oh, it's yeah. just going to try to segue you that way. And you got it. It was perfect. Starting with TuxCare. TuxCare, the cloud Linux brand formerly known as Kernel Care and extended lifecycle support services, helps IT teams take care of support, maintenance, and security for enterprise Linux systems. With TuxCare live patching services, Linux kernels, oh, patching services, Linux kernels, libraries, databases, virtualizations, and IoT devices receive automated security patches applied with zero downtime. 
Tux Care Extended Lifecycle Support Services lets you migrate to the newest version of Linux at your own pace while maintaining protection from the common risks of running an end-of-life distro. And Tux Care Linux Support Services provide a full range of enterprise-grade Linux support with the perks of a vendor-independent technology partnership. So that means it's reasonably priced and they have flexible services to keep your current version of Linux systems continuously updated and secure. You can learn more and apply for a free proof of concept at tuxcare.com or by clicking the link in the video description. The show is also brought to you by... Did I really read that in less than a minute? Wow, go Linus. Shells. That one. There we go. Thanks to Shells for sponsoring today's show. Shells.com offers secure personal cloud computers that can be accessed from anywhere on almost any device. It was actually created by one of the founders of PIA, Private Internet Access, and runs in your web browser. So it'll work on your phone, tablet, computer, or even your new Xbox. You can open up a brand new high-speed computer on any device in under five minutes, and they've got options for both Windows and various Linux operating systems. Their virtual desktops are always on, so you can switch devices on the fly, and they've got affordable pricing starting at just $4.95 a month with no hidden costs. So give your computer a break and get a virtual desktop at the link down below. I can think of a ton of reasons why you might actually want like a just login via browser, secure virtual desktop. Many of them are, you know. Seasonic is also sponsoring the show. Uh, thanks, Seasonic. They're <laughs> featuring their Prime Ultra Titanium PC power supplies with ultra high efficiency with their 80 plus titanium rating. These things are fully modular. Mod modular. They're fully modular, feature hybrid fan control to control your overall fan noise and fluid dynamic fan bearings. They offer up a 50,000 hour life expectancy along with a 12 year warranty to match. And you can check them out at the link below on Seasonic's website or on Amazon. All right, back to, whoops, I moved a little bit there. Sorry about that. Should we talk about some of the Q&A we did in the pre-show? We go live in the pre-show on float planes. Sometimes we end up talking about stuff that makes yeah. its way into the real show. So we had some people asking what happened to my uh, my GME investments, all right? GameStop, uh, yes. GameStop. Someone was like, Linus, why haven't you updated us on the GameStop you know, situation? Um, Honestly, guys, I, uh, I I don't even remember the login for my investment app anymore because there's no other option. I'm 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 holding, ladies and gentlemen. I here's my here's my portfolio. So since the day that you guys dared me to buy GameStop, um, I did I did hedge a little bit. So I didn't spend the entire 50k I committed on GameStop. I put 30 into GameStop. 10 into AMC, which was another big meme stock at the time, and then 10 into BCRX, which was another recommendation on r slash Wall Street bets that I thought was a meme, but actually has turned out to be very profitable. So overall, uh, yeah, overall, put in 50,000 US dollars, like I said I did. I have lost so far on GameStop uh, $11,791. On uh, AMC, I have lost $1,127, so it's dropped around 11%. And then on BCRX, it's actually up 18% overall, but it's pretty volatile. So so there you go. Overall, my portfolio is down eleven grand, one hundred dollars and my wife has not murdered me yet. So that's the update, and I plan to ride them into the ground. It just remains to be seen whether the ground is here on Earth or on the moon. It'll gonna ride them into some kind of ground. Okay, so is there is there okay? So if the ground is on the moon, 
Yes. Yes. That means you would sell if it is high enough. How high would that be? Oh, wow. I'd never actually given it any thought. I mean, okay. I, I've talked to you about this sort of offline. For me, the whole GameStop thing was as, as not about trying to get rich. It was about just being on the right side of history, doing yeah. some wealth distribution, re yeah, redistribution. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, you guys ended up providing a lot of the funds anyway. So it was like, okay, well, what do I have to lose? Here we go. So for me, it's more about some retail investor somewhere's gain is going to be my loss. So my intention is to just kind of hold it forever. Okay. There you go. I, I just the haven't moon really... is really far away. Yeah, yeah. It's a long way moon. We're talking like Titan, you know? Yeah. What, what yeah, is that? Yeah. A Saturn moon? Can't remember. Yeah, I think so. Saturn yeah. or I think it's Saturn. It might be Jupiter. I think it's Saturn though. Um also, I yeah. I oh yeah. So I, I was gonna say the reason that I don't, you know, talk about my investments much is because they don't really change. I I I do have some real estate investments. For example, the old office. Um, I still own that. Um, like we 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 bought it because we needed a place to work out of, and then we got kicked out of it. So um, we can't couldn't we can't work out of it anymore. So I was like, okay, well we're gonna do something with it. So that's kind of an investment here in Vancouver. That's a pretty that's a pretty popular investment, real estate. Um, I had someone ask, what about whatever happened to investing in Unraid slash Lime Tech? Um, so I did talk to them a lot about it. At one point, we we did make like uh, we did have a small, small, small kind of stake in it. It was mostly just to uh, kind of solidify the relationship there. I really like those guys. We wanted to work together. Uh, it was easier than having cash change hands. Uh, actually not that long ago or was it? No. Wow. No, it was a long time ago. Now that I think about it, I forget exactly when, but I basically just said like, look, you know, forget it. Uh, every, everything that, you know, we ever did, just don't worry about it. Here's everything back. I just, I don't want my life complicated by this. Um, so I, I don't own anything and I didn't get anything for it. I just gave it back. Um, and we continue to promote it just because I think it's really great software and I think they're really great guys. And I just didn't want that relationship complicated by what was ultimately a, a, an inconsequential amount of dollar value. Like it had this, it had this potential to seem like a huge conflict of interest when actually it was just not a lot of money and I didn't really see how that was worth the risk. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's possible that they'll totally blow up and I will have no regrets because I'd just be so happy for them to have just nothing but the best success. But I just didn't. My life is way simpler if I just don't own anything. So I've got GameStop, AMC and some pharmaceutical company. And that that's it. That way, my, so my you, life so you don't own anything, basically. No conflict of interest. Those are all like ride it into the dumpster fire. <laughs> so BCRX like, might seems, as well. Seems like it wasn't actually a meme in hindsight. It seems like are that might have been actual good due diligence by someone on r slash Wall Street bets. Go figure. Are you riding all of those hard into the ground or just GME? I mean, that was kind of the deal, I guess. I that don't was know, the man. Deal. Okay. I, yeah. I have a feeling there's a big chunk of the audience that just wouldn't care if I sold. There was actually a day. I think the vast majority. Maybe yeah. a month or so ago, Vaughn. When was that? When I was up. Like on the 50 grand, I was up like $1,000. I could have sold it immediately and like 
I, I was there. I was in the app. I was like, I could do this right now, but I'm not going to. And I didn't. Not my hands. <laughs> so, I mean, given oh. that I had the opportunity, I think it's kind of, it's kind of passed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I somewhat doubt that's going to happen. I just got signed out. It's so annoying. Um, in other news, the uh, Apple versus Epic are, um, well, that's still, that's ah. still going on. Uh, there's a few things that we can take away from the trial this week. So Apple chose to deliberately not disclose an iPhone hack that affected 128 million users back in 2015. That's pretty interesting. Uh, apparently this was done users. for logistical and technical reasons as opposed to moral ones. Um, the breach came from legitimate app developers that were using an illegitimate copy of Xcode, which was inserting malicious code into their apps. Okay. There was some discussion in the courtroom about Peely, an anthropomorphic banana. Um, specifically, the discussion was about whether bananas should wear clothes in court. So, um, which roles do you want to play and which ones should I play? Um, I I'm down with either... Um... I feel like we need a third person for this. Uh, yeah, we kind of do. Um, Raz. So anyway, this is a, this is a testimony from Matthew Weisinger, Epic's VP of Marketing. So why don't I play the uh, why don't why don't I play the Apple Attorney and you can be Weisinger, Weisinger and the Singer, Epic Attorney. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, you can be the epic attorney as well. Okay. Okay. All right. Ahead. So <clears throat> we, we have in front of us a new set of images. And what is this screen showing? This is your matchmaking lobby. And we have a large yellow banana here, don't we? In a tuxedo? Yes, that is Peely. And that's Peely, did you say? Yes. And in fact, in the tuxedo, he's known as Agent Peely, correct? That is correct. Okay, wait, what? Hold on. I think the transcript is a little screwed up here. Uh, we thought it better since the... Ah, yes, okay. We thought it better to go... No, this is, actually what, this is actually what Apple's attorney said. We thought it better to go with the suit than the naked banana, since we are in federal court this morning. Now I'm speaking as the epic attorney. A little digression. Uh, we talked about Peely, our banana. Rem remember that? Now I'm talking about Weisinger. I do. And there might have been an implication that to show Peely without a suit would have been inappropriate. Do you recall that? Yes. Is there anything inappropriate about Peely without a suit? No, there is not. If we could just put on the screen a picture of Peely, is there anything inappropriate about Peely without clothes? It's just a banana, ma'am. Is this real life? This happened in court. <laughs> between like two of the biggest companies in america <laughs> what the heck <laughs> it's just a banana ma'am <laughs> it is it's one of those things where in the context of a game okay oh, a banana man. in a suit is just normal stuff right sure yeah um but it's kind of funny you know, taking those things and having very serious conversations about because because the thing is, guys, you got to remember. Is it, and, is it appropriate for your banana to not be wearing clothes? 
every single thing you see in a game, especially a game that gets developed on the kind of budget by the kind of team that Fortnite would be, for example, anything you see in that game, as whimsical and silly as it might seem, guys, there's like focus groups and stuff. There, there's like executives like making decisions about, you know, oh, are we, we you know, which way are we going? What's what's more appealing? What a, this demographic, blah, 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 blah. So to have the um, I don't know, to 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 have the skin peeled back <laughs> sort of on the way that these corporations actually approach their business as fun as the end product is, is just very amusing to me. Um, I really want it's just a banana to like be a thing. It's just a banana, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's like complaining about something like way, way, way too far. Just be like, it's just a banana. Now, don't worry about it. According to Mac Rumors, Judge Yvonne Gonzalez Rogers has hinted that she might aim for a compromise between the two companies, wherein App Store developers would be able to advertise other options for payment not done directly through Apple. This wouldn't remove the power that Apple has over payments on the iOS platform, but it would diminish it and op offer options for many developers and companies. Personally, I would consider that to be uh, a pretty solid recognition of the position that, of the monopolistic position that Apple is in. Um, it's not what Epic is asking for. They want their own app store. But as a smaller app developer, that goes a long way towards what we actually that helps wanted. A ton, yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. it, it, even if you were a large, a really large developer, to be clear, because it's a lot of work, but you could do your own payments ba yeah. based on that logic that they just said. So, that I mean, that's that's a lot. As long as, long as you can, like, I to be clear... And I've had this. I've had this brought up before. I don't want to like completely block out Apple payments, but they'd have to be like more expensive or something because the cut is way higher. And we would have to have options for for standard costs of other payments. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's getting there for sure. Several companies have requested the resealing of confidential documents that were included as evidence in the Epic versus Apple case. Uh, Gonzalez denied requests from Sony as. The bell has already been rung and the information had already been reported on, but agreed to seal sensitive information between PayPal and Apple as it would competitively harm those companies. Uh, she approved redactions requested by Spotify, Samsung, and Nintendo, but some of Nintendo's documents remain available as they may be used in the trial. Man, there has been so much interesting light shed by this by these court proceedings. I am... I, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Personally. It's 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 been like just like a drama fest, basically. Yeah, 100%. well, you guys did this however long ago, and this completely unrelated company did this thing, and you have a you have a naked yeah. banana. Yeah, well, on the Epic Game Store, you guys have this other app that has a lot of lewd games in there in that game store. So, are you not even moderating the content on your game store? It's like, oh, gosh. Man, I, I tweeted about this earlier this week, but the whole <sighs> the whole thing where Apple has this corporate image that they maintain of being extremely prim and proper and prude is is very it's very a long time ago. Um, you know, this to to kind of to to have the attitude around particularly things like nudity that you know, oh, oh, you know, 
Wow. Pornography on an iPhone? <gasps> Impossible. Uh, what? That's, uh, it's unthinkable. Um, just stop, guys. Like, the, the time... The... It's just a banana. Yeah, it's just a banana, ma'am. Um, <laughs> the time to pretend that people aren't doing unsavory things on their iPhones in Safari was... What was it? June 27, 2007, when they launched the iPhone 1? Like... I guarantee you. And they've known this whole time. Within the within the first 10 iPhones, in the first 10 customers' hands, in the first 10 minutes, somebody was looking at porn on it. <laughs> 10 minutes, you think? You'd guarantee within well, 10 minutes. Well, it might have taken them a little while to like get out of the store somewhere private. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. What else we got going on? Oh, this was pretty big this week. Tesla says, buy, buy Bitcoin. Very short-lived. Yeah. Really wasn't around for very long. Yeah, what was it? Like a few weeks or something like that? I don't even remember. Uh, let me figure it out. The funniest thing about this to me is, you know, maybe this is just my dumb monkey smooth brain, but I just can't really figure out if he's actually a little bit off the rails or... If he's just memeing, it seems like there's a very, very fine line. So Elon Musk tweeted that Tesla has suspended vehicle purchases using Bitcoin, saying we are concerned about rapidly increasing use of fossil fuels for Bitcoin mining and transactions, especially coal, which has the worst emissions of any fuel. Cryptocurrency is a good idea on many levels, and we believe it has a promising future, but this cannot come at great cost to the environment. But this so is was... not new information. So hold on a second. Am I to believe, am I, am I supposed to believe, Luke, that Elon Musk, who as far as I can tell, sleeps like a few hours a night based on how often he's up late tweeting or whatever. Elon Musk, who is, who is deeply, deeply in, in tune with the crypto community, just figured out that mining is an environmental disaster. I think if if I could give, like he should have known for sure. If this was a stance that he was going to take, he should have known it already. That's what I would say. But I, it is something that gets brushed to to the side completely by almost everyone that I know that's even vaguely interested in cryptocurrency. And a lot of the arguments brought around it is like okay, but you can say that about practically anything. Um, and that that's brought up by the miners themselves. And when you're bringing up this argument, you are effectively talking about mining, right? And like almost every form of like uh, financial generation, whether that's making a product and selling it or whatever sure. else, has significant amount of waste involved. Absolutely. And Almost none of it is looked into except for cryptocurrency. That being said, I don't think that's that... true at all. Lots of it gets looked into. There's a whole like, hey, we're generating a lot of e-waste. We should probably stop doing that movement. But I don't I don't think it looks I don't think it gets looked at in in, in nearly the same light. Well, remember too though that we're talking about producing an actual product that has presumably some kind of actual utility during its lifetime, whereas cryptocurrency is just this store of value there's there is a lot of arguments that that store of value has utility sure 
but it also doesn't have to consume nearly this kind of energy. In fact, yes, there... and there are other ways. Yes. Um, I'm not well enough versed in those other ways, I think, but there's there's proof of stake, there's proof of uh, what is it? Proof of storage or something. Storage? Yeah. Proof of storage sounds too basic, but I, that's that might be it. Um, and that's where you like just have a hard drive. And as long as you don't put other stuff on the hard drive, they're like, sure, take this. Proof of space and time. Proof of space and time. Yep. Cool. Nice. That sounds much more awesome. Um, but yeah, there's 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 a lot of it's it's weird. That being said, uh, just like Ethereum, for example, yep. I, I read today uses more power than like some not even that small countries. So it's like, wow. Um, but then like, how do you compare that to other things? I think one of the reasons why it's being scrutinized so much is it's something that can be measured more easily than a lot of other industries. There's that old adage. Um, if you want, I don't remember exactly how it goes, but like, uh, what gets measured gets managed. Mm -hmm. It's something along those lines. And like, this is actually being measured where like right. almost everything else is not being measured. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I there's, don't know. it's all over the place. There's been a fair, I guess what I'm trying to say is if it smells like 4d chess to me, because there's no way he didn't know this. There's no way that Elon I mean, I'm putting words in his mouth. Maybe I'll regret it. All the time, I so don't he think is. he gives a honestly. Um, I, I think that his his flight plan is pretty clear, and it's off this planet anyway. Um, it, they're they're still planning to fund a satellite launch with Dogecoin through SpaceX. Like, get real. This seems to be just a rare branding readjustment and absolutely nothing to do with the actual concern over the environmental impact not, of mining. Right? Like a or lot of not. a lot of his a Maybe lot of his moves are just aggressively getting himself in the news and this sure as hell did it. Like Yep. I mean we're every talking step about of it. The way. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I I think we talked about him starting to accept payment. I think we talked about Tesla buying it at all, which yep. were technically two different points in time. Yep. Like he's yeah. Or just yeah. manipulating crypto prices. I mean, we have we have no it's it's so funny to me. Um I reading celebrity net worth um articles. Because as someone who has had a reasonable number of them written about him, they are not even close. And so as a as just a as like a kid, right? When I would read those, I'd be like, oh yeah, what's Bill Gates net worth or whatever? Some of that we have public access to, especially if it's shares in publicly held companies, for example. But what I've realized as I have uh, made my own investments and become a public figure is that you have no whoever's idea. writing these articles has no access to the vast majority of this information and absolutely no way of knowing like at all there there it's just never been even close and Elon, so, so sorry one okay no, he, he may, he may have massive holdings that we don't know about maybe maybe it's all just a, maybe it's all just like a game to fund whatever the next crazy experiment is a giant tentacle shaped boat that you ride across the sea really fast i i don't know who knows uh someone in the full plane chat um oh where did it go they they said elon has never oh where did it go elon never manipulated markets dot 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 are dot. you actually stupid something that you need to understand <laughs> <laughs> 
it's i'm trying to i'm trying to i'm trying to sorry you're you so know. diplomatic luke <laughs> something that you need to understand is once you hit a certain form of influence you just influence things you manipulate things it just happens and you have to be very careful and if he's like whoa this dogecoin thing is super rad that's going to manipulate that market that yes. is going to happen it's it's not like he might not be going like all right today i'm gonna totally inflate this random coin for because i just want to manipulate things like he might not be uh approaching things in that way but it's it's happening regardless all right bean says it was sarcasm all right that's good you need a slash s dog because i have read dumber completely not sarcastic comments and yes. <laughs> I, I you know reading that i had to call you out i'm sorry i had to call it's you it's extremely <laughs> difficult in the modern day to figure out what on the internet is sarcasm what on the internet is not <laughs> that's totally fair um so yeah, I, I don't I don't know what this is. One thing I did want to respond to, there's a Twitter user that responded to saying, Elon, you realize that 75% of miners use renewable energy, right? And they got 52,000 likes. Okay, let's, let's break that down. So number one is that while an estimated 75% of miners might use renewable energy as part of their mix, that doesn't mean that their facilities are being run 100% on clean energy. Um, and so it doesn't dismiss the possibility that a significant or even majority of mining is done using fossil fuels. A University of Cambridge study on proof of work cryptocurrency mining placed the estimated renewable share at 39% overall, dismissing the binary yes or no answer. Um, and one third of Bitcoin's entire hashing power was wiped out temporarily in April when a coal mine in China was shut down due to a flood. So that tells us a little something something about that maybe some Bitcoin mining is being done using coal. Also, here's another thing. Just because these miners might be using renewable energy doesn't mean that that renewable energy couldn't have been used for something else that now has to use fossil fuels. As long as we are burning any fossil fuels, as long as we are in a state where the world is in an energy crisis, which quite frankly it is, anything, anytime you're burning fossil fuels, it is still bad, okay? And so if you're using renewable energy to do something that is not necessary and wasteful, that renewable energy could have been used for something else where they burn coal. You're effectively burning coal. Sorry. And I, I will... Yeah, and I will yet a bring yet again bring up the other argument that like there sure. are absolute tons of other industries that also burn absolute tons of fossil fuels and coal and stuff. There, there's also there's been, and I'm not saying this is the majority whatsoever. There have been some cool projects from talking to OGBTC. Um, there's there's been some crazy stuff where like decommissioned uh, dams have been like refurbished and put yep. back into use and they've used that like re the renewable energy of the river flowing to power these like big bitcoin farms like that kind of stuff is actually like super cool there's, there's one some in BC really that cool... we actually have reached out to do a tour of that's quite that's basically like that now to be clear um hydroelectric power has issues too and actually if we just like didn't have a dam there that would probably be better but yes carry on it's I, yeah i'm i'm not fully educated on what those problems are i just yep. there there are some very cool engineering uh things in the space if you're interested so to be clear guys i want to make sure that this is 
very crystal clear. I'm not anti-crypto. Fundamentally, I believe in the concept of decentralized currency. Um, I, I don't I don't understand why I need someone's permission to and I have to go through someone else's server to send my in-laws 10 bucks um, to be like, hey, thanks for picking up some milk and eggs from the grocery store for me. Like crypto makes a ton of sense to me. Well, okay, Luke, we're really lucky here, right? Because we have e-transfer. Uh, it used to be called email money transfer. I think now it's called Interact e-transfer. But not every country has like a super quick, free way to send money between private citizens. And for that matter, not everyone wants that to be tracked. So there's a ton of reasons why other than fiat currency, other than cash, I would want to be able to quickly and easily send a few bucks to someone. The problem is just that Bitcoin is not the answer to that particular problem and it has its own problems. So it's just, it's clear we need a different solution. And the main reason that I was sort of playing devil's advocate here was that it's obvious there's more to this game than Elon actually being concerned about the environmental impact of Bitcoin. And there's also a lot more to the picture than people saying like, well, actually, um, actually, Bitcoin is mined on renewable energy because there's an opportunity cost to that renewable energy being used for Bitcoin mining instead of something there's else. There's more to the story on both sides. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Sayeris says, I believe in decentralized currency too, but people don't use most crypto as currency. They treat it as a speculative investment. And that's, that's fair. But the thing about an investment or a currency is that it all comes down to how you use it. Gold could easily be a currency tomorrow. It just takes enough people to use it. And if enough people invest in in crypto and enough people just have it and it gets cheap and convenient enough to transfer it, it can become a currency. It will just, it'll take time. So ultimately, I believe in the future, but I don't think that my crystal ball is operating well enough for me to actually get the answer right. So I just I'm I'm out other than just um, other than uh, we, we like I said, we mine. actually I, th I don't think I said this on the show, but I said on the pre-show uh, we're mining on our uh, our editing stations at night. And then we're using that as actually, hey, Luke, that's going to be the lounge fund. So when everyone's got their shots and we're able to actually have like Friday night gaming sessions again, there's going to be free food powered by crypto. Wow, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Nice. Did you get your jab yet? Yes. Nice. When, when did you get your shot? And I'm, I'm back to, I can do this again. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, me too. <laughs> nice. Uh, which one did you get? Moderna. You the, got Moderna? The Dolly, yeah. The, the Dolly Parton one. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, I would have, I would have taken anything when I showed up, it didn't matter what they were administering that day. AstraZeneca, Johnson, Johnson, Pfizer, Moderna. I didn't even care. I just wanted to get something in the arm, get the another poke. one. Yeah. Get the poke, get the second poke later, get back to freaking normal. Um, but I got one of the MRNA ones as well. I got Pfizer. Um, it was pretty yeah. good. I actually had very little reaction, but I've heard the second shot is worse. So yeah, we'll see how it yeah. goes. I, I was like very, very mildly groggy. Like I, I might've even just like had a bad sleep. Like it didn't really seem to affect me almost at all. And then yeah. my arm was just like the really weird type of soreness. I was trying to explain it to one of the flow plane guys today, where it like feels like you have like really intense, like you, you went too hard post-workout muscle soreness, but your muscles are all totally fine. So you go to like pick something up and you expect it to hurt and then it doesn't. It's just like, <laughs> what? 
<laughs> but yeah, yeah. If for anyone who hasn't gotten it yet, I also found um, that while it does, you get that like soreness, like, ooh, I don't want to do this when you go to like lift your arm above your head or whatever. Yeah. Just do it every once in a while and go slowly and it helps reduce the the pains. I probably yeah. would have been fine, except that literally the day I got the shot, I went go-karting with my kids. Ooh. So I was like, um, that was a real big mistake because the next day I, I couldn't li- I couldn't lift my arm. Well, yeah, at all. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, yikes. Yikes. Oh, I'm I'm real. Yeah, a lot of people are saying second shot pretty bad in the Twitch chat. Uh, apparently the trick is to keep the arm moving for a few hours after the shot. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Here in Canada, we don't have enough doses, so we're still waiting. I think the period they've said now is four 13. months. Yeah. Four yeah. months to get your second shot, which is not really based on great science, but we'll see how that goes. Hey, good luck, everyone. <laughs> uh, man, I just got signed out of the, sh- of the dog. <laughs> so stupid. Stop. Oh, like, you're I- figuring that out. Um, the, there's there's something going on with... with uh, folding and boink on the forum Ooh, um remember boink on the forum as well i uh, this is just a link to the section of the forum which is boink and folding but i believe they're like doing something um okay sweet oh yeah check it out if you want to use your computing power for something pretty cool uh this is pretty cool amazon is fighting back against fake reviews a couple of brands like aki and mpal are being removed from the site wow I actually did not know this. Uh, Products are either not present or are listed as unavailable. Aki specifically was allegedly offering up to $100 US per five-star review. And this is coming in the wake of a huge data breach that revealed companies were offering free product and even compensation for users writing positive reviews about their own products or even negative reviews about competitors' products. Now, to be clear, there's nothing wrong with offering a product in exchange for a review. In fact, Amazon even has a program for that. What you are not allowed to do is offer a product in exchange for a positive review. So an unsecured Elasticsearch server contained millions of records and it has since been contained, but seven gigs worth of data was found. Uh, Details for both vendors and recipients, as well as messages back and forth about the process were revealed. So Amazon basically came out and said, we work hard to build a great experience for our customers and sellers and take action to protect them from those that threaten their experience in our store. We have systems and processes to to detect suspicious behavior and teams that investigate and take action quickly. Blah, 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 blah. We take this seriously. So if you want to see a product that legitimately, okay, has really good ratings with absolutely no paid reviews whatsoever. It's back in stock, ladies and gentlemen. The ABCs of Gaming on Amazon.com. I actually don't know if it's in stock on .ca, but uh, we've got a few hundred units. Beautiful. That's Those are the ones that they allowed us to ship despite telling us that we should ship like 900 or whatever it was based on our run rate. So it's probably not going to last long before we're going to have to restock it again. But uh, if you know someone that has a little a little one or has a little one coming and they could use a, a fun little book. There's actually, it warms my heart reading the the reviews from people who have bought it. Um, so far, they're they're super, they're super cute. Um, just guys, don't re- leave a review if you didn't actually buy it. The verified purchase ones are the only ones that I ever read anyway. So make sure that if you're going to leave a review, you actually buy it and read it. I don't want anything other than that on there. Don't, don't waste everyone's time. Um, but yeah, if you, you or someone you know is going to have a, a little gamer soon 
or has a little gamer now, go ahead and check it out. It's got prime shipping, so good stuff. And I think that's pretty much it for the show today. Other I've got, than I've super got chats. one last little thing, yes. uh, which maybe you can do some super chats while I pull it up. Sure. Someone someone asked in, in Floatplane chat, um, and I'm surprised they asked because I had already forgotten about it, but I checked not that long ago, uh, and, and they asked about the hammer. And oh, there has no. been, there has been another update. Um, yeah, this was a bit ago. So the the last update before this one was December twenty fifth, twenty twenty, and I checked a few months after that, and there was nothing. So I was like, "Is it finally over?" Um, no, there's been a massive update. April twenty third, twenty twenty one. There was a huge, huge update. Hold on a second. Um, can you link me to it? I don't think you can see it because it's on my Kickstarter. And I think, are the updates public? I actually don't know. Here, I will link it to you. They and are. We'll I've got it. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it right now. Latest on the coal bar. The world's first hammer with a built-in crowbar. It's, oh, my goodness. When did you back this? There's 92 updates on this stupid thing. I guess uh, I backed it probably in like 2013, 2012. Late last year, we finally solved the torque issue with gear and Pauls. We didn't want to proceed with new full prototype until we knew we had the torque we needed. We proceeded with a new 7th gen prototype. We got hit hard by COVID. So we had several delays. Oh, man. We ran into another snag that set us back. You're not going to want to read it all. It's so long. It just there, There's a video. like There's two videos, I guess, pretty far down. It's really long. Uh, but oh, there's a video there. Nikes. All right, all right. Here's the video. Okay, what are what are we even watching here? What am I looking at? Okay, it's a hammer, all right. What even? Okay, there it is. It opened. It's not a not a good way to show joint strength, um, but you know, that's a thing. Okay, now it's a part, now it's that. Okay, it's a thing, okay. I mean, hey, maybe someday you will receive this hammer, Luke. Yep, and all the projects that my dad wanted to do around the house will probably be done before he, uh, before he gets it. The tool but... finally works properly, apparently. Yeah, and they even showed there's pictures near the bottom of the post where they have like, here's the manufacturing facility that we're going to use. Here's the space that's going to be dedicated to coal bar. Like they, the one thing I will give them is they keep moving. There's technically been progress this whole time. It just was supposed to show up eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> It's not here yet, but technically, there has continued to be progress. Estimated delivery know. was November 2013. Oh, no, hold on. August 2013. <laughs> hey, you guys, you guys keep it up, Colbar. Absolutely. They're doing it, it, man. I don't know. I There's still people that show up in the comments of these updates and just like berate them. And I'm like, dude, what's the point? It's been like. Yeah, they're. They, they could have just walked away at this point. Like, yeah, it's like at this point, I'm just, 
like I feel like I've almost got my money worth just from being able to track this for a decade. Watching <laughs> watching the show. Yeah. Yeah, it's only like $65. <laughs> yeah, like I I don't know. Um Oh, we never talked about the pipeline shutdown. So oh. uh, ransomware, group called Darkside, $5 million in Bitcoin ransom. Apparently Colonial Pipeline paid it in spite of actually having backups, but it like would have been too slow to decrypt the backups or something. And That's a they bad said, oversight. hey, our goal is to make money, not create problems for society. So sorry about that. But then they still took the ransom money. So clearly it, they didn't feel that bad. Um People began panic buying fuel. A Hummer exploded after the owner loaded four canisters of gas in the back. There's been some uh. legitimate hilarious photos. There's also been a lot of staged stuff. Like I saw a picture of somebody with a laundry basket that had holes in it all the way up. You've probably seen this before. And they're pretending to fill it up. That one was pretty funny. Um, there's, been, there's been other fake ones as well. But it's getting to that point again where like there are some real ones. So it's it's I think modern internet it's pretty tough to tell the the satire from the real right so yeah I don't know new information is also beginning to show that the blame for the shutdown doesn't lie strictly with Darkside um, it could have still been working but it was an inability to bill for the fuel flowing through the pipeline that actually caused them to shut it down so it was as much about protecting profits as it was about um, not having uh, like core functionality working. Anyway, let's yeah. go ahead and get through some viewer activity here. Uh, Daniel says, watching live to get you to tell me about the water bottle topper I keep seeing on your bottles in the videos. Can I buy it on lttstore.com? Not yet. We are doing a narrow mouth, small screw cap, and then big screw cap, like two-stage screw cap top. Um, right now, that same top is actually available on Amazon, I think, for like 20 bucks. But we're doing a bulk order, and we're going to make it an add-on item for, I think, 5 bucks. Or something like that. So if you cool. have a V1 water bottle and you want to upgrade your top, um, if you buy anything else, then you can just tack it on. It shouldn't add anything to your shipping cost, and it'll just cost a few dollars. Um, our cost on them is relatively low, so we just got to make sure we're covering our cost and covering our handling fees. And we just want to make sure that if people like a different kind of top, they can get a different kind of top. Um, Inception says, hey, thanks, Luke, for the Titanfall 2 campaign recommendation. Hey, Loved yeah, it. for sure. Um, Mia says, like... would you car tech channel and you collab with Doug DeMuro? I mean, I can't see any reason not to, uh, collab with, I mean, anyone as cool as that, but in terms of having a car channel, nah, I don't know. So far we're going to do it on Linus tech tips. We'll see what happens. All right. Thanks, Robert mail. Hmm. Mark says, main differences between an MSI Z490 and Z590. Uh, if I recall correctly, Z590 uses the new LGA 1200 socket. So um, the whole difference, I guess? Or is Z490 LGA 1200 as well? Man, I can't even remember because it kind of hasn't mattered for a while. Sorry, they're both LGA 1200. Oh, shut up, Siri. Um, sorry, they're both LGA 1200. Uh, it depends. I think some of the Z490 boards probably aren't validated for PCI Express Gen 4. Uh, the Z590 ones are going to be better equipped with like newer I.O. So you might be more likely to find high speed uh, network connectivity on them and stuff. In terms of performance, I wouldn't really expect anything. But yeah. what do I know? I forgot which one was which socket. <laughs> uh, Sam asks, will Floatplane ever support background play? 
so I can have uh, my screen off. How hard is I, that? I, I, I do believe that's a goal. Um, I don't actually know. Jaden is in the chat, so maybe Jaden can speak to that. I have Jaden on definitely not that right now, I will say. And that is, as far as my understanding goes, not in development. So, um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, this is interesting. Uh, the same person who offered to create um, photos for our products on last WAN show apparently did it and made a video about it. Um, so, uh, all right. Uh, I I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think I put them in touch with Nick. I, I just leave it to Nick. Uh, Tejvir says, love your work. I want to build a PC, but it's hard to get a graphics card. Will you sell one of yours extra? We're doing it through the Verified Gamer program just to make sure that everyone gets a fair crack at it. Uh, Johnny says, won the surprise 3080 PC giveaway in October. Massive thanks to you and Luke for being a source of entertainment over the last eight years. My life has changed a lot, and you guys always bring a sense of calm. Cheers from the UK. Hey, thanks, Johnny. Heck yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, the Life of Patricio says, can the MAC Address channel take a look at the Mac Pro 5.1 and talk about why it's still used today? I don't know if that's really... Jonathan's jam, but it's a really interesting idea. What just happened? Oh no, the page reloaded and probably all those all them are gone. super chats are gone. This is so stupid. How are all the super <laughs> chats for the show not just there? <laughs> well, there's a couple other ones. Administrator says, Hello, dear Linus. My dear balls itch, and I have used many creams to take care of the issue. Will you ever provide a product at LTT that can resolve this? I would recommend going to your local pharmacy and finding a treatment there. Talk to your doctor. This is really not the time or place for that sort of a message. Uh, QWERTY says, will Floatplane ever switch from a separate OG tier to an OG discount so that OGs have the option to do 4K? No. That's how we get you. Sorry. Hey. If you want the new features, you're going to have to say goodbye to your $3 not actually profitable tier. <laughs> <laughs> that was our compromise okay you guys signed on for a craptastic early experience and we offered you a proportionately craptastic not profitable price and everyone won but now that we actually have a pretty good experience on the site we would ask that you maybe um pay for enough to cover it and the OG, the OG tier is still a pretty good experience. Yeah, it's still a pretty know? good experience. 1080p on Floatplane is pretty high bitrate, and not just on the video, but also on the audio. So yeah. there you go. There you go. Uh, Beam710, $3 gang. Floatplane chat's just getting spammed with people who have the Floatplane emote. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. I think that's it for the WAN show today. Thank you so much. For you guys being here with us, especially thanks to Anthony, Denis, and uh, Joseph, and Odin's Inferno, and Alexandra. You guys are sending Super Chats after we already finished reading Super Chats. So thank you very much for doing that, but it's too late. <laughs> and we will see you guys again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Bye. Rolling that into outro thing. <laughs>